Hello and welcome to Due South by Southeast. My name's Detective Squee and uh, Dottie Baker is actually away on assignment this week. Uh, she's actually on the case of the missing bone. She's really getting her teeth into the case, apparently. So, um, you yeah. know, there we go. Oh, she better not be digging up my garden out there, that's all I'm saying. Well, I she's don't digging know. up looking for bones. Yeah, she's, uh, she says she's got teeth into it and she's going to really lick this case. So who knows? But uh, she'll be joining us again soon, maybe the next episode. Anyway, joining me as always, though, is... Mountie Michelle. And, uh, yeah, this is the show which... Geez, I, I, don't, I can't even talk anymore. This is the show which gives Jews South its Jews. And this week, it's the show that is going to get drunk very quickly. So, uh, Michelle, uh, bef- before we even get into how our week's been, what rum, what, what rum are we... Ju- gee, you can't even say that. It has attacked my taste buds. What rum are we drinking? This is this is going to be a bumpy ride, folks. Oh, it, it, it's a potent one, isn't it? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> well, so I went to... Looking through the supermarket today, thinking, hmm, what haven't we tried? And actually, there were very few rums in there. There was a rum shortage in my supermarket. Was it caused by you? No. <laughs> I think it was caused by all the snow we've had. Um, so I looked around, and there was only one rum we haven't tried. And I don't think I've even ever seen this one in our supermarket before. So that caught my attention. It's called Ray and Nephew. And it's a white rum. This is our second white rum. It's not Ray Vecchio, is it? Uh, no, uh, no, no, W-R-A-Y. I had to look to see how it's spelled. Roy. <laughs> Roy. Roy and nephew. Yep. And wow. is all I can say to this rum. Wow. Isn't it, hasn't it got a subtitle to it? A white overproof rum. Guaranteed full strength. It says and it there. certainly is that. Yes. Yes, if you want a good, strong rum, this might be the one for you. What percent are we talking, Michelle? 63%. Can this be sensible, Michelle? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely It's not. even got one of those little spouts on the end which stop you from pouring it too fast. Yes, which I need on every bottle of rum, but more so on this one my goodness i mean obviously michelle's tried to jimmy it off but she's been unsuccessful so far (laughs) i'll get there i will get there (laughs) because the idea of michelle working a device is ridiculous (laughs) we we, we mentioned the problems we've had this evening i mean let's though let's though uh because i brought around the dvds as i always do to watch of due south the fantastic box set with the full Mm. uh well, what in the UK, I'm pretty sure was three series, but in the US was four series. Uh, yeah, because series three is 26 episodes in the UK, yeah. but it was split into four series uh, for other territories, mm. shall we say. And uh, Michelle, after a lot of fiddling around with the DVD player, laptop, um, I think she got a Betamax out at one stage, <laughs> said, yeah, we're, we're going to have to watch it from YouTube. Yeah. I couldn't turn it on. For some reason, my Blu-ray player will not turn on. I believe that's what your husband said as well. <laughs> and I know that somewhere we've got some leads that I can plug into the TV and my laptop. I don't know where they are. I tried getting my son to have a look. He didn't know what he was looking at. So, um, yeah, we've got absolutely nowhere with that. And we're watching YouTube. But it did the job. That's why during the clips, which we're going to play later, there's going to be little skips. Like, you know, there's bits where it kind of goes out and comes back in again. 
and um, also there's there's a weird thing which caused it well, to, to have you speaking over it. Yeah, well, I, I thought you were just recording a short bit and it turns out you didn't. You recorded a long bit. And I was holding the iPad out towards the TV. Look, we're not very technologically advanced as it is because uh, I must admit... I am planning at some point on upgrading the tech so that we can record stuff directly from things and things like that. But then Michelle would have to hook it in anyway, so that's not going to work. At the moment, literally, I point my iPad towards the TV and press record, and that's how we do the clips. Yeah, but I was just watching it. I was, I was watching the telly. I was not looking at where you were pointing your laptop. So I spoke over it. You realise what I forgot to do as well? What? Usually I play the theme tune in the <gasps> beginning. Yeah, well, sort it. We're going to do the theme tune now. I'm going to do it so that I don't have to add it in later because the one beauty of this podcast is that I don't have to do anything on the flip side editing. Like, this is exactly how it's recorded. I sometimes maybe edit out a few long pauses, but I mean, often I don't even bother with that, let's face it. So, um, are you saying we're not very professional on this podcast? Well, I'm certainly saying you're not. I mean, uh, anyway, just the. I don't think anyone's going to notice you, Michelle. Yeah, I mean, if we talked over it, it would be a dead giveaway. Yeah. I wish this podcast would carry me away. While talking sweet here, can Michelle get a word in it? Wait, join in, Michelle. It's over a bottle of rum. You don't know why it's the Tuesday. That is what we're talking about. Tuesday. Sell up my microphone. Give Ethan Baker a bone. Tuesday. Bad Southeast. Hello and welcome (laughs) to G-South by Southeast, the podcast which is still in progress. (laughs) And yeah, we've had way too much rum for the start of this podcast. (laughs) I think we might have done, I think we might have done. Um, Oh yeah, by the way, speaking of Tosic, we'll go into what's happened with us this week. Mm -hmm. Because one thing is, it's actually quite sad because I, I joked about Dottie Baker being on the case of the missing bone, but she she might not be able to have bones anymore. No, why? I'm not that the pitch someone's going to remove all her bones. I mean, like, eat them. Uh, because, uh, well, she went back to her mummy and, and my stepkids uh, back there at their house. Because yeah. um, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm divorced. Uh, and... Uh, that wasn't meant to sound like a thing. Just, 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 just for the purposes of the. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was for the purposes of the story. Just that's why she lives between two houses. Um, so she went back to uh, Mike's house, and apparently she was sick last night. And the only thing we can think of, yeah, but I gave her a bone a couple of days ago, and the, that's the only thing we can think of. Is maybe if it stirred off her tummy because she's got tummy problems for a little while now. She, you know, had to go into the vets. For a few days a little while ago because she got on something she shouldn't have and um yeah oh poor dotty baker well we wish her well yeah she seems to be fine say apparently she was just sick last night that's the only thing we can think of and 
her poop was green, which usually means she's eating a lot of grass, which is what dogs do when their tummy's a bit funny. So, um, so yeah, but but apparently she's all right now. She she lay down the sofa and looked sorry for herself and <laughs> gone much sympathy. So there too. She's got a lot of attention. She usually tries to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's that's Dottie Baker. Uh, and uh, this week we've of course recorded the two hundredth episode for my other podcast. We did. Yes. Which guest featured Michelle here? Yes, I was special guest, wasn't I? Was I special? You were very special. special. You were very special. <laughs> so we can't give away the results because it hasn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. So as this podcast drops, it'll either be tomorrow or probably Sunday. Um, tomorrow or Sunday, I'm going to put this one up. Mm-hmm. So so happy Mother's Day to everyone yes. in the UK. Happy Mother's Day, I, And possibly Canada. I don't know. <laughs> I know it's not America. America's got another day for Mother's Day. Um, yeah, I guess Canada probably do as well, but... Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, certainly here in the UK, day. it's Mother's Day this yeah. Sunday. So if it comes out Saturday, then tomorrow. If it comes out Sunday, today. If you listen to it in a week's time, well, you're late. <laughs> um, but yeah, so how's Mother's Day? Uh, funnily enough, though, this is an episode which deals with kind of fathers a bit yes, more. very much so. It was actually a bit weird because uh, this week I looked up... I was looking for a photo of me and my mum. To put on a Moonpig card, which is a company which does online specialised cards here in the UK. Mm. So you basically, you upload a photo, you can get it put on the card and send directly to them. I'm sure they've got equivalents in other countries. Mm. And when I was looking through it though, I kept on finding pictures of my dad. It's really weird. It's not like I have particularly more pictures of my dad than my mum or anything. But I just saw loads of my dad who passed away over 10 years ago now. So I was like, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be finding a picture for my mum, but I'm going to stir it up about my dad here. <laughs> like this, yeah. So how's your week been, Michelle? Uh, yeah, not too bad. I've been recovering. I haven't been very well, and I've been recovering this week. Aww. Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, it's a woman flu. Have we not got any woman flu? Come on. <laughs> Have we not got any violins to play in there? <laughs> uh, woman flu. <laughs> <laughs> Covering, um, but it, it was a lot of fun doing the Gallifrey stands. Um, special podcast, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah, because we we're in the midst of snow again at that yes, time. We were. I had literally got snowed into work. Oh, well, actually, no, I, I missed I miss say that I was at work, everyone else who was due to come into work got snowed in, and then they started cancelling trains. So I managed to get in. There, there were trains I could have got home, but the later it got. The more they were trying to get cover and the closer it was getting to my last train, I said, look, if you don't get someone here in the next half hour, I'm stuck here overnight anyway. So quite frankly, don't bother. So, yeah, so I ended up getting stuck at work. Luckily, I kind of luckily I work as a support worker. So if I get sewed in, I'm just on the sleep shift because there's no waking nights at the kind of place where I work. So but someone sleeps in and that person could get in. So we're just in a, yeah getting paid to sleep which is nice but I was kind of like am I going to be able to get back to my house in time for the 200th episode record of my other podcast because usually it's just me over Skype so if something happens it's not too much of a biggie but people are traveling down only yourself but our friend Brian Coombs was coming in yeah. and uh, also uh, John Davy, who was you know uh, he's played so many monsters in Doctor Who. So an actual member of the Doctor Who cast who's been in more episodes than some Doctors. It was due to be three other people, but they were all snowed in. <laughs> so like already I knew I was down to half people. So I was like, 
A, will anyone be able to make it down? B, will I be there if they do? So it was it was a real nail-biter for that one straight from the beginning. And that was even before the quiz happened. And I also feel like I need to give a little bit of a shout-out to the NHS and all the workers of the NHS. Sure. And, you know, these, everyone else had a And support day. workers everywhere. Absolutely. What, what I was going to say yeah, was, you know, not just nurses, nurses, doctors, radiographers, porters, the catering staff... All the people that managed to get to all the hospitals when the snow hit us and everyone else was having a snow day, there was no snow. Yeah, and small workers who go to people's houses Absolutely. and get snowed in. You know, Absolutely. So. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go up, out into the community as well and <laughs> raise them. <laughs> oh, oh, you'll be generous enough to do that, will you? Will. will you? <laughs> so many people have tried their hardest, you know, to get to their jobs. And as I know our hospital was, we were putting people up overnight just to make sure we could cover the shifts the next day. Yeah. People were staying at the hospital overnight. Yeah, God bless our NHS and all the support workers and, and everyone. That Honestly, I mean, I was joking about it, but there's people who were literally there for two days straight because other people couldn't get in. The first day of the snow, the client who I was due to be at, his parents cancelled because he lives with his parents. And so I didn't go in that day. Then... The office started calling me saying, well, since you can't, you aren't going there, could you cover this or that one? I go, well, to answer you, and this was genuine, I'd already gone out to the train station before I got the message about the original client cancelling. I was there, and when they cancelled, I just heard from a train guy on this like little monitor thing. You can press a button and you can talk to someone on a little video screen thing. And they were saying, uh, well, yeah, we look. You can get out. There are trains running. They're running late. But we can't guarantee you'll get back. And so I was saying, well, I'm not being funny, but because they cancelled, I'm getting paid for the shift and they're advising not to travel out. So, no, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to come in and risk getting stuck out there. So on the second day, when I end up getting stuck there, I was like, I sort of got paid for doing nothing yesterday. Well, I say sort of. I did. (laughs) Admittedly, I did. I was getting really bad migraine that day anyway. But then the second day, I was like, well, okay, someone's got to be in to cover these people. And seeing as loads of other people covered it the day before, and I kind of had a suspicion someone might have got stuck there or whatever else. But I knew they'd be working on low stuff, so I thought, well, let, let me take this one. I still wasn't planning on getting stuck there. But uh, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, I'll take my my turn in the chair, as it were. Mm. So, um, but it was, it was a while the next day, though, because not only did... I mean, John Davey, who's the guy from Duck Dayu, not only did he make it down, but he made it down from... He'd been in L.A. He came from L.A., yes. He, he flew back from L.A. Mm. The night before, he had got an Uber from uh, Heathrow to-, to Winchester... Which is, trust me, a, a ways away. Stayed there overnight and then came come down. And there were pe- there was there was another one of our friends who was due to be there from Netley who couldn't make it down because of the snow. So it just shows you how it's funny where one area can... And this is a real thing. One area can be less gritted, less kind of treated. But if you are in a main place, like Winchester's fair, fairly main, even though that's where I got stuck overnight. That morning you could get back. When I got back, that's when John came down. So it's kind of funny how these things work. You'd be closer and not be able to make it, yeah. or further and you make it through fine. Yeah, it also depends on, the, like you say, like the, the minor roads around you, because the minor roads, they don't tend to grit. And if you, like, yeah. where I live in, in Bitten, there's a, it's very hilly. <laughs> so, and 
in the snow and the ice, you can't get up and down the hills. So you could be further away and have straight roads. So that, that makes a big difference. And by the way, for countries out there who are mocking us, for like, oh, can we <laughs> change the snow? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, you get snow all the time, so it's worth it investing in the infrastructure. There's no point in us having snowmobiles all over the place when we only get snow once every few years and we never get snow this thick unless apart from scotland scotland yeah. actually might invest in the infrastructure and they might have a, more facilities to bail people out when it does snow because they get it more often yeah but if you're in in england in the south we don't get enough so snow to rare. make it worth it so yeah, it? exactly. So, um, so there's kind of method to the madness. Anyway, look, I feel like we've gone on too I long. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but uh, but we're drunk on rum after like this is only our third, is it now? It's sixty three percent. Yes, I know it's hitting us very hard. So, uh, so now that's um, Michelle. We're gonna talk a lot, aren't we? Michelle, you know what's time for now? What's that? Thank you very much, Johnny White Trash. So, Michelle, what yeah. mini mounties have you got for the list? I know you'll have a plethora. Unfortunately, this week I have zero. Oh, just for change, just, just for change. Just for change. Oh, oh, sugar. Sorry, it was just my back going, trying to carry you through this podcast. Oh, come on. Anyway, so uh, I've got two this week. Amazing. And they've already been mentioned, so it's Brian Coombs. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 37th on our list there. Yep, yeah, in a row, um, which is a Kevin Smith reference. Oh, by the way, I love out to Kevin Smith, uh, oh, yes. who had a heart attack since we recorded our last podcast. Yes. Uh, 90 years podcasters, uh, not only as uh, fans of his movies, mm. but as Candophiles, which he's a big fan of Kanda and loves recording shows where he talks about Kanda on his podcast. Uh, so we just want to send love out to Kevin and uh, hope he's doing okay. But yeah, uh, Brian Coombs was one of the people who braved the snow to come out to our podcast record for the 200th episode of my other podcast. So uh, we are so thankful. And also to John M. F. and Davey, the monster man himself, in brackets, creature performer. <laughs> E.G. I forgot to put the e. C. No, I forgot to put the C in the beginning. Reacher Performer. Reacher. Reacher Performer is what he does to earn a little bit of extra money on the side. He doesn't like to talk about it too much. When he gets up to his own business. That's what he did in L.A. to get by. Um, anyway, uh, E.G. Right. For example, that means? Yeah. Dalek. Just an example of one of the many monsters he's played. We have a Dalek on our list. Yes. A Mountie Dalek. Imagine that. <gasps> oh my god, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Exterminate <laughs> a. It's <laughs> <laughs> only one way that one's going to go. <laughs> oh, we're going to be very impressed by our own jokes tonight. I feel. So, yep. uh, oh, by the way, Michelle. Speaking of the, uh, that's the end of Mini Mountain Club. Uh, speaking of. The how long have we burnt through? It's twenty minutes on that bilge. Well, anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> <Some> Michelle, <laughs> that's your name. Uh, speaking of the record of the Gallifrey Stands two hundred episode, yes. 
one of the rounds we played was with Johnny Wrightrush. It's a round of a game show, a game game idea which he came up with called The People I've Spoken, which he used to do for the We Are Not Here to Please You podcast. Uh, and basically, you get a movie from IMDb and take the rating, so it's out of 10, so it can be 6.5, for instance. As he likes to say, 6.9, which is a good time spoiled by period. <laughs> <laughs> which is a full stop here so that makes no sense to us anyway <laughs> uh, but anyway so we got him to do a special round with people who've been in Doctor Who I have charged him to do a special round of that with people who've been in Due South oh, okay. so that's going to be an episode coming up of Due South by South East soon where me and Michelle are going to play nice. so basically we play in the clip he gives us the title we pause it, we guess our scores for that movie, and have his closest wins. Okay. So yeah, gonna... that's just, yeah, that sounds good, sounds like fun. And also means that we can do two, record two episodes in one night, so we mm. can record one stand episode, where we watch an episode of Due South, and then record the podcast, which takes a couple hours, because we've got to watch the thing first, mm-hmm. and then we can do one quickly, which is just doing that round, so we don't have to watch anything in advance. Sure, yeah, we can do that. Okay, everyone got that? I think they have. Cool. So, Michelle, uh, what what was the episode we watched this week? Oh, yes, there was an episode. <laughs> Is that you stalling? <laughs> yes, there was an episode. There's always an episode. There's always an episode. Uh, the Gift of the Wheel Man. Was that your impression of me? Oh, there's always oh, an episode. Oh, yes, I'm not an Irish there. Oh, well, I am half Irish, you know that. But you don't have the accent. Oh, because. Well, now I'm insulted that you'd say I oh, don't have the accent. Michelle... So what was the episode name? I stand corrected. You clearly have the. Oh, can we move? What have you have you never noticed it before? Oh, you're getting a bit flushed with me doing the accent. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> Jesus, she actually. It's the wrong. It's the wrong. Yeah, yeah, sure it is. Sure it is. It's not the accent. It's the wrong. Well, Michelle, would you like to be getting on with it? Yeah, let's get on with it. <laughs> the gift of the wheel man, episode number ten. And also, Michelle, where can people find us online? <laughs> no, let's do this now. So, um, I'd like to give a shout out to our network, which is, of course, Michelle. The Wonky Spanner. Go them. Go us. We're part of it. All right. Go us. Shout out to Simon Spindles Potast, who is also mm-hmm. our sound guy and scorer for the quiz for yes. the 200th episode of Gallifrey Dance. Listen to it yeah, when great, it comes out on Wednesday. Great job scoring. He did. He took over a couple of times, didn't he? Well, yeah, because yeah. I can't do maths. <laughs> and he realised that. Uh, where can they find us on Facebook? Facebook. I think you just go in the search bar, type in Do South by Southeast. That, that'll probably find me. And what will they find? Us. Is it a page or is it yeah. a website or is it a profile or is it a group, group, group? page group no it's not page group there's page or a group which is it it's a group it's a group goodness me on twitter how might they at do south by southeast nope no do south bse it's one of them isn't it what do south bse at i said at no you said at do south by southeast and then you said do south bse at do south yeah at you South, yeah. No, it's not at you South, yeah. Say it once properly. At you South, BSE. Correct. 
where it's can, like an exam if you how do they email. how do they email us Michelle because we haven't had any emails for, for a while I think I'm getting why <laughs> well I can't think why people don't email us but um, yeah juiceoutbsc at gmail.com yes and Michelle finally how do they get us on Instagram we're not on Instagram we are now what? What's on Instagram? While we were watching the episode tonight. Oh, come on. Just to wind you up with this. I don't, I don't even have Instagram. I don't know what you... Take a guess. Um, Juiceofbse at Instagram something or other. You're so close. If you what? haven't added the extra crap, it's Juiceofbse. Wow. Instagram. Isn't that just pictures, though? It is pictures, though, Yes. So you can put I'm pictures so down up. With the kids, aren't I? So, so you can find our in, an inaugural picture of um, rums out, funs out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should definitely put up a picture of the rum every week. Yes, that. Oh, we'll start doing that. Is that the whole point of it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought we could start doing that. Fair enough. So Michelle, uh, the gift of the wheel man. <laughs> <laughs> the plot goes as thus, according to IMDb, uh, written by Mark Limvir Robinson. A gang of bank-robbing Santas are double-crossed by their own getaway driver who plans to give the ultimate gift to his son. Meanwhile, amid lineups of countless department store Santas at the station, Frazier receives help from an unexpected source. Flipping hell, reading is difficult after that rum. Reading, speaking, you know, we're doing really I mean, this really is a rum which straight away you feel drunk. Yeah. And then it hits your vocal cords. There are different ways of getting drunk I've found over the years. There's some which gets your head fuzzy straight away or gets your head fuzzy over time. There's some where uh, you feel fine and then you go to get up and you realise your legs are drunk. Well, that's what I have. And then it catches up with you. And there's some like this which just hit your face <laughs> like so like your face feels slightly numbed yeah well earlier on i stood up because i was feeling completely fine even though i had a couple of rums i stood up and found myself taking a couple of steps back before i went forward <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a weird sensation when you get drunk legs first yeah yeah it's worked its way up to my cheeks now i think or worse that the irish accent <laughs> Yeah, oh, look, this isn't Lucky Charms. <laughs> you racist motherfucker. This is not Lucky Charms time. Wow, there's no need for that kind of language, Mr. Squee. There's no need to insult my heritage. My mum is Irish. I, don't, I have Irish family. I'm not insulting you. Happy, happy Mother's Day, mum. <laughs> Never listen to this. She won't. <laughs> so you'll have to figure out what podcast is first. Same with my mum, but yeah. Who didn't even know it was Mother's Day this week when I called her this evening. I said, I have to drop your Mother's Day gift over. And she went, oh, when's that? Sunday. <laughs> it's this Sunday, Mum. Oh, Mother's. Oh, God love them. <laughs> so, shall we talk some juice out? Go on. How did, yes. Yeah, what's your first note? So this was a Christmas episode. That was the first note. Yes. It, it was a Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everyone, yes, as well. Merry Christmas. Yay. Neve. What have you got hold of there? What's she doing? What are you trying to sneak? Spinach. Oh, you know. Midnight, Midnight spinach. Adventure. It's my guinea pig. All right, we'll let you off. Um, so, uh, sorry, I was just wondering what food that uh, Minnie Mountie Prime was trying to smuggle. So, you can say hi to the audience? Hello. So, who is it? It's. Who are you? Oh, me. <laughs> So you're, you're, you're Minnie Mountie number one? Yeah. 
You're the original Minnie Stop Mouse. Stop rustling your spinach at my microphone. Yeah, you rustle that and he'll be squeaking upstairs. Okay, anyway. Be no, gone, no. we need to speak to the audience. No, no. Staying in. <laughs> oh, kids, you know what they're like for getting up in the middle of the night, eating spinach. <sighs> Anyways. Did yeah. you know just putting faces <sighs> <all> through the door? <laughs> So I'm really sorry if, if if any of this is listenable to good luck. Do you think we might lose some listeners? Yeah. <laughs> what <way>. listeners? <laughs> yeah. All I can say to our one listener is yeah. um, I'm sorry we will not drink this strength again next week. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> Hashtag Diva Baker. We're all being Diva Bakers this week. <laughs> Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, yay! Yeah. This is a podcast, by the way, which does not save Christmas episodes to Christmas, which working through them in order they were released. So if Christmas happens in uh, the beginning slash middle of March, so be it. Yes. Yeah, it has happened. No, I know that. And I noted down that this episode featured a young Ryan Philippe. You noted, did you? I wrote it down. I never said I knew who he was. I, I noted. I, I mean, what, what things do you remember him from? Oh, that um, very famous film, Cruel Intentions. I oh, very well remember. Yes, well remember, because I've not seen it. Well remember from me telling you, yeah. No, okay, so what else was he in? You told me he was also in... Do you self? Um, Perry Mason? I think you said yeah, Perry Mason. There was an episode Chicago. of Matlock, I found out. Chicago Hope. Chicago Hope. Oh, check me out with my memory. Um, and there was a couple more recent ones, which... The Shooter. The Shooter. There's um, a show he's in there. Um, Brooklyn 9991. No, no, nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the English version. <laughs> Didn't do so well. Uh, Brooklyn 911. 911, that'd be the number. No, no, it's not 99. Yeah, 99, not 999. Nine, 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 one, one. No, just 99. Nine, nine. No, 911 would be the number you call for the American police. 999 is for the British they police. They are the American police. Brooklyn, yeah, but it's Brooklyn 99 because that's the number of the precinct. Okay. Have you never noticed this? No. Did you honestly think it was Brooklyn 999? Jesus. Okay, I don't know how I thought that. See what I'm working with here, guys. Professionals? Ryan Philippe was also in other films. It was very good. Uh, so it's another one of these celebrities which went on to do loads of stuff afterwards. Although, again, he I mean, he was working from birth, basically, this guy. So we've had the kid from Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. the Incredible Hulk. Yes. And now, um, cool intention, sexy guy. Oh, you find him sexy? Well, he wasn't that film. Okay. I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> do you know, uh, when I was over in France... A little while after that was released uh, with my folks on holiday, uh, they had a copy, like, that, that was when you could get black market copies of videos on the street and DVDs, whatever. And they had a copy of that in France, and it was called Sexy Intentions. Was it? I really, that was Sexual Intentions, Sexual Intentions, that was it. They really uh, lost the mystery on that one. <laughs> it's like, Cruel Intentions is kind of suggestive, and when you watch it, it's like, oh yeah, because it's a bit sexy. No, just Sexual Intentions. Sexual Intentions, I like that. See, I'd probably watch it if it was called Sexual Intentions. Yeah, because you think it's a porno, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, so this chap, Ryan Philippe, is it, I couldn't quite make out, was it, was it Dale or Dale? Dell or Dale? I never quite picked it up. 
Yeah, I'll tell you exactly. You have to look that up now, aren't you? I thought it was Dale. Was it Dale? Well, I sometimes, thought so, now you're making me wonder. Sometimes I felt like they were saying Dell. Sometimes I thought they were saying Dale. I think it was just kind of lost in... Um, well, as I said, it's Dale. Accents. It's Dale. 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 That's what I said, Dale. Dale. Yeah, I never said Dale. I was like Dale boy. Yeah, Del. that's what I, I said from the beginning. Don't know what you're talking about. I, I didn't say anything else. That. I wasn't sure. Dale. Yeah, all right. I got it. His dad's called William. Just taking this off the top of my head. At the start of the episode, he's shopping. He's Christmas shopping. He is. And they don't show what he's buying, and I thought it was jewellery. A bit of bling? A bit, yeah, a bit of bling. They didn't show what he was buying, but he was buying, you know, quite an expensive... What's not Del Boy? It's not literally Del Boy, so he's not wearing all the bling like no, Del Boy no, no, does. No, he's not wearing bling. Uh, he buys something for $75. We know that. It's quite pricey. And... You're also and that's seventy five dollars. When seventy five dollars was seventy five dollars, that's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, a lot. And we're also seeing Benny and Ray. They're out doing a bit of Christmas shopping, which was quite interesting to us. The way we liked the way Ray was um was shopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was, yeah. His technique was to go and open up bank accounts so he could get the free gift. Now I don't know if you remember when you used to get free gifts from banks, as you used to do here as well. Yeah. But you used to get like a bag. Which had branding of the bank on it, yeah. or a special checkbook holder, because checkbooks were a thing at the time. So I'd, I'm quite I don't curious know, what the gifts were. Well, I'm wondering if in the states they got better gifts. Yeah, must have been. Because we got shit here. We had quite big. And it was, it, and again, it was bank branded when we got the gifts. Yeah, we were opening banks in the wrong com- in the countries. I remember opening one for Midlands, as it was called <laughs> then, which is now HSBC, yeah. which had a. Um, what was it on the griffin on the front? It had a griffin I on think it. You might be right, yeah. Yeah, and you'd get a like a, you'd get a gym bag type thing with Midlands plastered all over it, but it was like a gym bag but really tiny, so it was very impractical to actually use for anything. Mm. Yeah, you wouldn't want to give to someone's a Christmas gift. Yeah, I think that might be uh, <laughs> sussed very quickly if yeah. you did that. Yeah, so um, Benny's kind of judging Ray a little bit for um for this, and you know he's. Trying to kind of justify it, isn't he? Saying, you know, um, oh, well, you know, if you haven't got enough money to buy gifts, um, yeah, I can see this is quite an ingenious way. Of hey, look, if you're a cheap yeah. asshole, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's kind of what he was saying to him. That's the subtext. Yeah. But there was also this robbery that was taking place at the beginning as well. All these Santas start coming out of the car. Yeah, it's the Santas were just coming out. They weren't actually doing anything yet. You're going, loads of Santas, yeah. not think that's good. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, so it's going on. Christmas, lots of Santas. Oh. Yeah, that's they... always a bad sign, Michelle. <laughs> and then they put up the guns in, and, we, you know, it was confirmed. They were up to bad stuff. And they were guns out, funs out. No, that's rums out, no, funs out. Rums out, funs out. They, they weren't having fun. Yeah, rums out, funs out. The new catchphrase of Juice South by Southeast. <laughs> yeah, so they were robbing a bank. It was an armed robbery going Were they running around robbing banks, y'all whacked up on Scooby Snacks? No. That's the fun loving criminals. I know who that is. Seen them live, they were excellent. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. I haven't. Bad for you. Bad, <laughs> bad for you. For bad for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but it was quite interesting the old robbery because one of the Santas then went and set off the alarm. Yeah. That threw suspicious. me a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Why did you not? What was the point of that? And there was a big thing about them throwing the bag of money mm. then throwing the gun over which yeah. I mean to me makes no sense of anything 
Because later on they get into this whole thing of like, oh, well, you threw the gun when it wasn't loaded to stitch me up. Which, okay, yes, that might, that was his, what he was trying to do. But in justifiable things, why would you ever throw the gun over in midair to, to someone? Mm. It just seems like a weird thing to do at any point. It does, but I'm, I'm just guessing, you know, the fact that, you know, the whole adrenaline's running, you know, so much is going on, you're not thinking straight. So the fact that someone throws you a gun, you wouldn't stop and think, okay, why have you done that? You would just get on with it. You want to get what fair you enough, want and you want enough. to get out of there. Someone chucks a gun at you, you just take it and you carry on, I think, at, the, at that point. Because when he was questioned later on, I thought they were a little bit harsh on him, <laughs> which we'll get into later. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I can see why he didn't think too much of it at the time. It was, you know, chaos. The, the, the alarm's going off. You've got loads of people on the floor. Or anything can happen. You just, you just crack on, do what you do, and you get out, I think, in those situations. Um... One of the things you picked up on was the music that was going on. Yeah, I mean, this seems to be a thing all throughout this episode. Mm. There is uncharacteristically jolly music yeah. underneath very serious scenes. So in this first one, it's not even Christmas music. At least later on you can justify, mm. well, it's Christmassy music going on in a Christmassy episode, even if the ep- the scene's a bit more serious. This beginning one, it's just whimsical music. Mm. I don't know why. We've just got whimsical music over a bank robbery. It's like... Yeah. Duh, 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 duh. It's, it means bank robbery. Yeah. It was a bit strange. Um, and one of the things we also picked up on was Ray's lovely shirt, as I'm going to call it. He, he was kind of... He was back to wearing something quite... Um, I, I was going to say garish, I that's quite the right word. Um, it was bold. It was... It was out there. It was... It was yeah. It, was it, it had big d- design to it. Yeah. Uh, the thing to me that that denoted was this is going to be an episode where we're going to have a bit of fun. Yeah. We are going to have some more serious things, but we're, going to, we're just going to have a laugh with this one. Yeah. This is going to be, it's it's set around Christmas, kind of some wacky hijinks along the way. So and I was in favour. We see the shirt, we think it's light-hearted, there's whimsical music going on, even though there's a yeah. <laughs> so, Even though there's something very serious going on, they do keep it light-hearted. Yeah, this is definitely a more fun one. Yeah. And it backs up my theory that when Ray's wearing a louder shirt, they're going for something a bit lighter. When they want a more serious scene, they don't want a shirt distracting from that. So I think wardrobe was very purposefully chosen for this program. I, I want to speak it's to someone from wardrobe. I want it? to speak to someone from wardrobe from this show at some point. Yeah, actually, that'd be really good because <laughs> it features so strongly yeah. every episode. Yeah, yeah, great. And then we have, you know, this guy, this young guy, he's just bought Dell, as we're calling him now. Because that's his name, apart from Um, Ryan Philippe. So he's just bought something quite expensive. He walks out the shop, the robbery is, is, you know, everyone's kind of running out, and one of the Santas bumps into him, and the the gift that he's bought goes flying. So these two two fall to the ground, and they're face-to-face, aren't they? Yeah. And it was quite obvious... They recognise Well, well the face face, and then he pulled the beard down. Yeah, yeah. So he can recognise that yeah. face. That's very important. Because okay, yeah. otherwise he's just Santa. Because, yeah, I recognise him, he was Santa. Right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Fraser sees that happening and then you know, comes yeah. in. And then credits roll. Credits roll? We've got as far as the credits. How far are we are through the episode? How far are we are? How far are we through the episode? About 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're, we're, we're getting the well. pace. We're, we're getting the well, pace yeah. here. 
Uh, so, Michelle, I, I think maybe we should play our first clip from this week's episode. I think we should. Which is... Uh, it's back at the police station. It is. So they've arrested all the centres, which uh, later on the uh, police... <laughs> the It's the um, the captain... What's the captain saying? Walsh. Walsh. So Walsh has, uh, has been chewed out by the governor, is it? Yeah, well, there was loads of it. They were getting loads and loads of phone calls. Well, no, but he'd been particularly chewed out by, yeah. I think it was the governor, because his daughter was on Santa's lap when Santa got arrested. Because <laughs> basically what they've decided to do is, as opposed to do anything nuanced, they've taken in every Santa, every Santa. <laughs> within Chicago by the looks of things. Yeah. And it's it's a scene of much mayhem, and I will play the clip, of course, Michelle, because obviously I am not. Because you've got one to job to do, right? And you're going to do that one job. Yes, because some of us know how to do our jobs, <laughs> Michelle. Shush, while I play the clip. You know how much money I'm losing right now? Every kid that sits on my lap, I get two bucks. Yep. I can go to 40 kids an hour. So, I, yeah, we've got two clips this week. Both of them are long. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I, so I love the kind of craziness in the station. It's especially more uh, pronounced when you see it because you see all the Santas going around everywhere. But, like, that, that old granny who's going, it's like, um, oh, yeah, that's him. That's the third Santa you point to. Well, he did have a twinkle in his eye. <laughs> it's Santa she's talking about, basically. And how exasperating who and Dewey are getting over it all. Um, and then you get a nice bit of procedural kind of work by Benny and Ray, which is always nice to see. No, it's nice to see them busting the case, or basically Benny's already busted it, and then oh, he's yeah. kind of slow talking Ray right through it. <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny because when they're in the office, like talking to Captain Walsh, um... and this oh, what you mean in Walsh's office? Yeah, it's not yeah. what I said. No, so when you said the office, I was going to say, it's station, but you meant his office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walsh, yeah. So Walsh um, pulls in, he put Huey, Louis, um, Benny and Ray, and he's like, you know, got people busting. <laughs> he turns pirate. Yeah, he turns piratical, son. <laughs> he's like, oh, I've got people busting my balls because you've got all the Santas in here, and he's doing all that. 
And then it gets to Ray, and he's like, and Ray, um, Ray's like, yeah, you know, we, we've got a theory. He goes, like, well, actually, it's Benny's theory. So then he goes to Benny to get it, but then he completely goes off on a tangent. And there's a lovely staging as well, because you've got Ray there, and then he sort of stands to one side, and you sort of reveal Benny there. Yeah. <laughs> and then Benny starts talking, and then he has this weird conversation about the North Pole, and, and he tries to debunk it. Oh, well, actually, um, there's been an issue over, you know, who owns the North Pole, blah, blah, blah. He goes, completely goes off topic and then Ray kind of cuts back in in front of him and blocks him off. <laughs> and he's just like, right, let's get to the point. Yeah, so again, it's a nice bit of stage. I love the physicality of G-South. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely awesome. And and one thing, a big thing, actually, I mean, after they leave, you know, the office, they go and sit in the car and then this very bizarre thing happens. Someone's dad reappears. Are we straight into the second clip? Uh, right. No, no, not necessarily. I mean, we can always... Um... Second clip's with his, someone's yeah, dad yeah. appearing. But one, I was going to say something because it means something to me. Ray... Something because it means something to you. Yes. Let me have a little number. number. <laughs> Don't you drink that. I'm about to take a drink. You talk. I was you going to say I'd have a number. So if I couldn't even say that. No, no, Michelle. <laughs> it helps if you're about to talk. Helps if you're in the talk that I am allowed to drink and then you drink while I talk. That's how it works. If we both go, well, I think I'll have a sip of rum. Talk amongst yourselves. Mmm. Mmm, lovely rum. <laughs> yes, thank well, that's you. a delight for the listener, isn't it? Listening to us drink rum. I could have said this by now. Yeah, you could have done, but you didn't. Ray leaves the car... He wants to go to a gas station nearby, and Deefen Baker follows him, goes for a little walk with Ray. Yeah. And then when Benny is left alone in the car, all of a sudden his dad appears um, behind him. Oh, no, you're going to wait. That was in the clip I was going to play. Well, we have to kind of see what's going on before all of a sudden Benny. Yeah, but don't go. You could have gone, and then someone appears, and then we play it, and then it's his dad. The people might, might not know who it is if we don't say. If they don't know who Gordon Pinsett is, I don't want to know. We do want to know. We do. No, I don't want to know about these listeners who don't know really about, about Benny's dad. Just play the clip then. Yes, Miss. <laughs> she's so bossy when she's drunk. And even more incoherent than usual. So where's he planning to go? I brought the wiretap request over in person, sir, but his honor had consumed a great deal of Christmas cheer and started cursing at me in Norwegian. He's on the phone too. I wasn't aware that he spoke in either, sir. I appreciate that. Alright. Did you have to bring him? Well, it is Christmas Eve. What are you reading? My father's journals. I'm just going over old Kate. Just to see if there's anything similar. Is there? Not that I've found. What is it? I just wish I'd spent more time with him. There's a lot of things I should have learned. I learned two things from my father. One, timing. Mostly when the duck. And two, you never hit a kid. 
because it doesn't teach him anything. I'm going to go to the gas station. I'll be right back. <laughs> love that scene um and i love michelle annotating it as we're recording by going no let's go with him (laughs) yeah oh bless him not only a great scene (laughs) again gordon pinsent who uh was in right from the pilot Mm -hmm. again so much credit to the uh casting behind you south of for what was meant to be a tv movie originally Casting such a fantastic actor who then went on to be on a lot of episodes of G South. And this is the first time we actually see him appearing in the ghostly flesh, as it were. Because up until then, he'd just been like a voice voiceover for when uh, Benny's reading his diary. So what a great little tool to use to have him kind of pop up. And as the zaniness, which is already very present in G South, I feel like it's another element which I'd... When we were watching the earlier episodes so far, I didn't feel like there was anything missing. But now that element's in, I'm going, of course that's an element of Due South. So it's one of these things I've said before about Due South's always evolving. It's always adding new moments, new running gags. And, and this thing of his dad popping up, and even Ray's dad, which briefly does later, popping up, does become... A uh, an on-running thing. Yeah, I think this was quite a sentimental um, episode, really. And I think you know, you, you kind of expect that kind of thing from a Christmas episode, anyway. The Christmas time seems to be it seems to be um, quite a sentimental time, and people they think about family, especially um, loved ones that have passed. And it kind of makes sense that at this time, Benny is is looking back and thinking about his dad. You know, it's Christmas and he's not going to see his dad. Um, yeah, so then he's, he manifests for him, doesn't he? And he's there and he's helping him through quite a tricky case. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Oh, sweet. It's quite sweet. Oh. I mean, that's like, yeah, I found it quite sweet. <laughs> but, I mean, one of the things I really, really loved about his dad kind of coming back, his dad feels like he hasn't done a good job, he hasn't taught him well enough. And then, you know, we get to a point where actually... Benny is getting things more than he is, and I know that he's not real. He's he's part of Benny's imagination. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> well, they kind of play that line later mm. of if he is real or if he's not. Yeah, they do do that very well as it as it evolves. But as far as we know in this episode, yeah, he's kind of a uh, sort of Benny's memories manifest, mm. and that's certainly how he's seeing him at that point. I mean, there's a late scene which we didn't get a clip pull a clip from but I do like it when it's him and uh, Ray 
and then he's having a conversation with his dad and he's having a conversation with uh, with Ray and Ray's going it's like is there a conversation happening which I know nothing about yes <laughs> yeah, well it's actually just after this scene there's some yeah, so just after this, there's there's a bit where they, they kind of find the baddies, don't they? They're, they're looking for the baddies here, the bad Santas, and they find them. And, you know, so Benny's kind of having a chat with Ray, and he's having a chat with his imaginary dad there. And <laughs> poor Ray, this couldn't be making any sense at all to him. Um, but one of the things about this scene that really kind of threw me was the music. There's like this Irish music that's playing over the top. Yeah. And I didn't get it. I thought, well, this has got to be significant in some way because... But what well, I was saying about Scotland, so I think it's got to be well, Scottish. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was Scottish. It just kind of sounded really Irish to me. Was it the one underneath the car chase? Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not the car... It wasn't the car chase one. It was when, you know, when um, Benny's telling Ray, you know, shoot all of your bullets. All right. And then he you know, ends up, like, throwing a rock to, like, hit the bad guys and knock him down and everything. There's oh, Irish no. music playing. Oh, okay. I, no, I just, well, it sounded Irish to me, and I didn't quite... Well, again, they, 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 it is an episode of interesting music choices. Yeah. Kind of bizarrely works, but they're, they're very atypical music choices they make here. Yeah. Which, again, I think there's something about G-Sub where they always want to be telling you something with the music. Mm. So a lot of the time it's because the music is so on point to what's happening. But here it's almost like part of what works in a very weird way mm. is the music being so off beat to the drama yeah maybe that's it because I, I, I kept thinking that this is going to be significant in some way but nothing kind of Celtic kind of I mean I guess I'm sorry we're we keeping you awake sorry yeah, I'm just <laughs> yawning uh, I guess the whole episode is kind of slightly off kilter so maybe mm. there's something in that to the music yeah maybe there's something a bit askew about the kind of whole setup of mm. it yeah I mean because after that then it reverts to Christmas music, which makes sense because it's yeah, it's a Christmas episode. But then again, I think a bit later on, the, the music kind of changes again, and it's kind of like folky and yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, Benny, you know, his his dad has manifested, and I really liked it when um, he gets fed up with his dad. Yeah. <laughs> he gets quite with him, and he wants to lose him. Well, it's a very nice thing about their having. Uh, conversations about it's like it's like the fight you had with that person during life mm. continue on past when they're dead which I kind of get that as someone who's lost their dad uh, I kind of get that thing of still things you kind of want to argue with them about it's like kind of and as you get older you suddenly realise like either they were right about something or they really weren't mm. and you you either double down on what you believed or you realise what a fool you were and you wish you could talk to them either way you wish you could talk to them about it mm. um, so I kind of get that but yeah then the end yeah, later on he starts just trying to quickly while his dad doesn't seem to be about tries to run to the car to outrun him and he starts telling Ray about what's happening and yeah. how he's been seeing his dad <laughs> he's like oh never mind he's here yeah and then all of a sudden there he is in the back of the car and he's like oh no no I said I was glad to see you <laughs> you know I mean, goodness, who knows what Ray is thinking at this point. I mean, if, if you're sitting in a car with someone, they've just told you that their, you know, their dead parent is manifest, they're talking to them, it's in their imagination, and then he's acting like he's in the back of the car with them. It's a bit crazy, isn't it? But it is rather nice how they have that. They then go to a scene with uh, Del and his dad, mm. and then 
Benny gets out of the cup, the uh, Ray cu- race car, and then Ray has a conversation with his dad. Yes. So it's definitely a, a way they've linked that in very nicely. Mm. I mean, this again, this is a very sort of atypical kind of episode of G South, but in a lot of ways like a classic episode of G South. It establishes things which they use in future episodes. Um, but it kind of, yeah, it, it tries something a bit different. Mm. It's, it's it's a very trippy but kind of cool episode of G-South in a lot of ways. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then there's, after this, there's this um, car chase scenes. You know, they've, they've just questioned um, Del again. And they're not getting any information from him, so they let him go because they're looking for his dad. And then, right outside the police station, his dad comes and picks him up. And then this car chase ensues, and it—I mean, we were having like problems with sound a bit. It was a seemed like it was a very, very long car chase. It was a long car chasing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it went on quite a bit. Maybe it, it would have seemed quite so bad if we had the full sound. But I, I, again, I wonder if this is one of the things where they're, they're just having a week where they're going, it's like, eh, let's just try a few different things in this episode. Yeah. Let's just throw a few, a bit of mud at the wall, see what sticks. Yeah, it didn't seem like it needed to be that long. For- well, yeah, I, th- I feel like that could be cut. But mm. again, you get other things from this episode, like the whole idea of, of Benny's dad appearing and talking to him, mm. which plays out in so many future episodes. So... Yeah, I feel like they just... It, it was either the director wanted to take some risks and tried some new stuff. Or Paul Gross just said, it's like, nah, have some fun this week. <laughs> Let's go for the wall. Uh, this one was actually directed by Jerry Ciceritti. Good name. C-I-C-C-O-R-I-T-T-I. Ciceritti? Yeah, we're going to... Ciceritti. Ciceritti. I like Ciceritti. Yeah. It's difficult to say, but... Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Jerry was having a bit of fun with this one. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so Benny ends up at the end of the car chase having a chat with the dad um, that they've been after. And then it goes to um, a scene in the cafe where it's just Benny and his dad sitting there having like a, a, like a Christmas dinner. I don't know, was it actually Christmas Day? Hey, it was, he said this is the first Christmas dinner we've had in 20 years or something. Yeah, but just because they're having Christmas dinner doesn't mean it's doesn't Christmas, mean it's Christmas Day. Day. Yeah, probably. I don't think that was Christmas Day. I think yeah. it was maybe Christmas Eve still. Yeah, and, and this is the point where um, Benny has figured out what is going on, what this man is actually planning, because, you know, he's sabotaged the bank robbery. So, <clears throat> and he's thinking, well, he didn't plan on getting away with this bank robbery. And, you know, he's figured out what's going on, but his, his dad hasn't. And this is where I think the, the tables kind of turn a bit, because it always seemed like his dad, he felt like he needed to pass on more knowledge to Benny. And yeah. actually, Benny was doing a pretty good job at figuring things out all by himself. <clears throat> and, and he realises that actually Benny knows what's going on, he's doing a good job, and he kind of seemed happy for him that, you know, he, <clears throat> you know, he was doing good for himself. He didn't have his dad around anymore, but he was... Yeah, he was coping just fine, doing well. And I wonder if this is another example whereby... I mean, maybe the kind of motif of this episode really is some very goofy, fun, light moments which are just undercutting a little bit of the sinister underbelly of this episode. So, yeah, 
uh, Fraser's dad comes back and uh, they have a lot of fun with that premise. But at the same time, it's Benny come to terms with his dad being a know-it-all that he didn't speak to, a dad which he kind of, yeah, only sort of got back in touch with through his diaries, not in his lifetime. Okay, and we're back. Uh, sorry for a little cut out there, but uh, unbeknownst to me and Michelle, while we're recording this podcast, the handheld mic which I recorded on had run out of battery. So we were basically talking to no one for the last 10 minutes, and then we tried to re-record it, and I messed up on the settings. So this is attempt number three at finishing this damned podcast of much drunken rum. Well, of little rum drunk, but high but, volume. Yes, yes, but drunken is all the same. So, uh, right, Michelle, I think we decided that at least we didn't talk about the last scene. Mm-hmm. So, because we can't really check the tape properly, because the battery's dead, we think that it's sort of the last scene that, that's missing. So, the last scene you've got, uh, Benny tries to talk down the dad after realising that he must have been trying to get himself killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's also trying to kill off um, everyone else that was in the bank robbery. Yeah, and and uh, he's trying to set light to a distillery to kill him yes. and Benny and Ray. Yep, they've all got involved. They're covered in gasoline. Yeah, and oh. this lovely bit where Ray's trying to talk him out of it, and he's going, it's like, look, they'll realise that uh, this is enough money that you've got here. And then he's going, well, no, actually, if they, <laughs> they find a few singed builds, then they'll just assume the rest burn up, and they'll drop the case quick smart. And I was saying I think that's basically Benny's way of trying to let him off. Mm. And so, well, no, not, not let him off, but trying to get him to not so much... Like, if he gave up because he thought he was caught, it wouldn't mean as much mm. that it's if he's giving up because he's seen the light, if you will. Yeah. He's gone towards the good side because he's realised that it's the wrong thing to do. And that's the realisation I think Benny wants him to have. Yeah, definitely. I think especially for his son as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Be a better example yeah, to your yeah. son. It's yeah, yeah. really sweet. And again, this theme of fathers and sons, which yeah. is right throughout this uh, adventure. Yeah. I like that adventure. Yeah. And uh, then you have the, the nice moment between father and son in the jail. Yeah. When the guard hands the dead what I'm going to call the shift present. <laughs> yeah. Because they've been talking about the fact that when he was a, a kid, when uh, Dale was a kid, yeah. then his dad was a playwright, or, you know, he was trying to write something. Mm. And uh, so then, so he's get, that was what he was buying at the beginning of the episode, was a pen. Yeah, but yeah the guard quite happily brings it back, hands it to him. The guy's in for armed robbery, mm-hmm. and he thinks it's a good idea to hand him a pen. Look, we know all the backstory and stuff. <laughs> he doesn't. As far as he knows, like, yeah, yeah, we'll just argue. That's fine. Yeah, I think he needs to be fired, that guard. I think so. I don't think it's a a good sign for his future. No, this is a safety incident here. Yeah. Although it'd be hard to fire him once he's shipped. (laughs) (laughs) His own fault. It's like, okay, look, I've got to hand this to you (laughs) because I'm going to the next guy. His son got him a gun. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was sentimental value, though, because they used to go hunting when he was a kid. Uh, so Michelle, like that, that's basically a very little prezi of the last scene. Mm. Uh, we're going to assume we covered everything else in the hour which we I did record. We did. <laughs> if we missed anything, shit happens. Uh, rum happened. Rum happens, rum and happens. record battery running yeah. out happens. So Michelle, 
I'm going to ask you for um, your markings. Out of ten Santas this week, yes. you can go. Well, I give it seven Santas. Yep. Yeah. Um. I I liked it, and I I think I'm yeah maybe I would have scored it a little bit less, but there were some really nice moments in this, and I did like that they were trying some new things. I liked Ray's shirt, and <laughs> that bumps it up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's part a good part of your ranking. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, it was lovely having these moments with the dads, most of the dads. I'm not sure about Ray's, but... But even that was very important. It was very telling, and yeah, that plays out in future episodes. It was, yeah. I, I've said there's an episode called uh, North coming up where they're uh, working their way through the wilderness, and the dads show up there. And this is kind of a prototype for that, that moment, which is so cutting when you get those moments mm. later on. Um, and I, I agreed with you I scored it at 7 for that mm. very reason that I think it adds something new to it as well I was going to give it a 6 but that element which is played out through loads of future episodes which is such a great element bumps up to a 7 for me mm. we're in cool. agreement so Michelle one thing which I don't know if we're going to be in agreement with though we'll mm-hmm. see well, well let's go for the Amer- American verse maybe we might agree on this one well American most American of the week for me, the most American of the week was Dell's dad. Yep. Uh, because I think he was, he kind of bought into this whole American dream thing and he didn't feel like he was doing enough for his kid. He didn't feel like he was providing enough. He he felt like he was a loser. And, you know, he, this was his way out. He was doing his best for his son, robbing a bank and leaving him the money. That was the best thing he felt he could do for his son to give his son a good, decent future and help his son live his American dream. So he was my American of the week. That's cool. And um, most, uh, well, I agreed with you, Mm. sorry, first of all, because I wasn't sure about most American of the week. When you said that, though, I thought, I like this whole idea. I had this very grandiose theme whereby you get the American dream, which is sold to all Americans, which is what his dad starts off believing, of that anyone can make it. And he's, he's doing these quite menial jobs to try and make it. Then he realises you can't make it from poor to rich doing that because the dice are stacked against you. I think a lot of Americans have unfortunately woken up to that. There's a huge wage disparity mm-hmm. between the poor and the rich. Same things here. I'm not, so I'm not talking down to uh, Americans or whatever. We have the same thing here where I think we're sold on an um, ideal that you can become one of the rich and you should aspire to that and that's why you should let the rich do stuff and get away with things. <laughs> yeah. And then you come come to a realisation where you feel cheated. And then as his dad did here, you come to a further realisation that then if that's the case, all you can do is try and be there for your family and be a good father. And that is a reward in itself. So it doesn't matter about the American dream, whether or not that's real. Being a good person should be the new American dream, the new Mm. ideal that we all try and aspire towards. So I think that's a really lovely message in there. I don't know if that's intentional, but that's what I got from it. Crazily done, isn't it? <laughs> but I can see that all in there. And I it's something that, um, yeah, I think it was Bill Hicks who said, like, uh, forget the American dream, we need the American reality. Yeah. Or what's that effect? So um, and I think that can be very sweet if you take it the right way. Mm. I don't think it's a snarkism might first come off. <laughs> Michelle, um, you had a very weird, um, <laughs> like, uh, most Canadian of the week. Oh. What did you pick? To, you, to me, it wasn't weird. What did you pick? Just say it. Del. And what did I pick? The actual Canadian. 
Who? Benny's dad. Yeah, she can't have Benny. No one ever said you can have Benny's dad. Oh. But I've decided you can have him once. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I'm going to let you have him no, in another episode. I will have him in a future episode. I don't know if I'm going to allow it because you were so silly to not take him now. <laughs> oh, but I, I really liked Del and I liked his attitude and I thought he was very sweet and... And I think he was very in touch with reality and all he wanted was his dad to be a dad. He didn't care about the money and what his dad could provide. He didn't care if his dad could get him a Christmas gift or not. He'd lost him once when he'd been to prison and he was happy to have him now. And he felt like, the, you know, everything he was going through kind of made him a loser to him because he was being stupid and he was going to get himself put in prison again. He just had a lovely attitude. And, yeah, he was my Canadian of the Week for that reason. That's awesome. So... For take number three, I think that's it now. <laughs> yes, I hope so. <laughs> uh, so sorry, this last section of the podcast is probably a bit echoey and a bit different sound quality, but uh, we're recording directly from my uh, iPad right now. But Michelle. Yes. I, actually, I should say, from me, Detective Scree, from you. Mountie Michelle. For this week, Michelle, where do you think they should keep their compasses pointed? Well, I think they should point it due south by southeast. Remember, rum's out, fun's out. Good night.